I'm Tavid Nasir, and this is Leadership Biz Cafe, a podcast that provides insights and tools to help leaders take on the challenges and opportunities found in leading today's workplaces. Leadership Biz Cafe is brought to you by Tavid Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that offers keynotes and corporate trainings in both in-person and virtual settings that will help you to improve the way you lead and guide your organization's growth and future successes. To find out how we can help you today with your leadership challenges and discover your untapped opportunities, visit our website at tavidnasir.com. And with that, let's head over to the espresso machine as it's time for another leadership espresso shot. In 1973, Kodak hired engineering graduate Steve Sasson to work on figuring out whether a device the company had invented a few years prior had any practical benefits. Two years later, at the age of 24, Sasson's experiments led him to invent the world's first digital camera. Sasson ran a series of demonstrations of his digital camera for various executives at Kodak, taking pictures that, within seconds, appeared on a TV screen. Unfortunately, the reaction Sasson got for his new invention was lukewarm at best. Many of these leaders couldn't see any reason why after a hundred years of printing photos, people would want to view them through a screen. The leaders at Kodak remained steadfast in that thinking until it was too late for them to catch up to changing consumer tastes. And Kodak ended up filing for bankruptcy two years after Instagram was created. The story of Kodak and Sasson's digital camera has become a cautionary tale for leaders about the dangers of complacency and rigidity in mindset, as well as fighting to preserve a status quo that is fast becoming obsolete. It also serves as a timely lesson for leaders as they assess what to do about the growing demands by employees for more flexibility and freedom over when and where they work. Watching the ongoing debate over whether organizations should insist on a return to the physical workplace for most of the work week, or whether they should leave it up to employees to decide how they get their work done, I've noted how there's a number of key issues that are being overlooked in these discussions. I addressed one of these issues in my Leadership Espresso Shot 30 episode. In this edition, though, I'd like to focus on the typical argument being given by many leaders as to why it's so critical for employees to be in the office on specific days of the week, and why these organizations risk missing the mark, much like Kodak did. Now, one of the reasons many high-profile leaders have stated for why their employees need to return to the office is because working remotely adversely impacts innovation. Because in these leaders' eyes, the organization is missing out on those spontaneous, water-cooler conversations that happen when people move about in the workplace that, in their eyes, can lead to creative insights and ideas. Now, on the surface, this seems like a reasonable statement, but think about it for a minute. What these leaders are essentially stating is that there's only one way that will fuel innovation in today's organizations. And yet, by its very nature, innovation is about disrupting the status quo. It requires not only a different way of thinking, but doing things differently so as to create conditions that will spark new ideas and experiments from which unique offerings can be created. 
As illustrated in the story of Kodak's digital camera, the most successful and enduring forms of innovation are those which force us to rethink how we do things. It also reveals how failing to do so because you value what you did in the past only serves to open doors for new competitors to come along and take your place in the market. Furthermore, you can't drive innovation simply by forcing people to work under the same roof, hoping that a random encounter might lead to some lightning in a bottle moment. Rather, what's needed is an honest assessment of what kind of work environment you need to create to harness the collective creativity of your employees, not to mention making them feel safe to take risks and experiment as Sasson did at Kodak. As such, when you hear these leaders arguing that offering remote work opportunities would stifle creativity and innovation, it's hard not to see that what they're fighting for is protecting the status quo in terms of their status and control, instead of championing creative and innovative thinking by being open to the possibility of what if. And if your employees are advocating, as so many are publicly and loudly doing, that for them to bring their best efforts to work, their creativity, their insights, their unique perspectives, is by having a choice of how and where they work, how can you rationalize that the opposite of what they need to be creative will spur innovation? More importantly, how are you demonstrating that you are truly listening and hearing what your employees have to say about what they need from you to succeed and thrive? As much as these leaders might be concerned about protecting their organization's growth potential, the simple truth is your organization's ability to innovate is directly correlated to whether your employees feel empowered to challenge the status quo of what's possible not just today, but in the near future. And this reminds me of something an executive from a major airline told me recently, that in this current climate, we have to be careful that we're not running on a treadmill where you might be going fast, but you're not going anywhere. What many leaders have failed to appreciate is how the pandemic didn't create a temporary change to how we work. Rather, it opened everyone's eyes to a change that was already coming and that all the pandemic did was accelerate its arrival. And those organizations who in five years' time will be leaps ahead of everyone else will be those who today recognize that the way we work has fundamentally changed, and much like squeezed toothpaste, it's near impossible to put things back to the way they were before the pandemic. And frankly, this should be viewed by everyone as being a good thing because you succeed at leadership, not by maintaining the status quo, but by moving things forward, by championing change that compels those under your care to not just be good enough, but to be better. The only difference now is that this vision for change is being created, nurtured, and driven by employees instead of by those in charge. So, is your organization in the midst of a Kodak moment? The only way to know for sure is to honestly assess what's driving your organization's response to the growing demand by employees for some kind of a flexible work environment, of whether you're driven more by what makes sense to you or by what your employees are telling you they need to continue to succeed, evolve, and grow under your leadership. 
Obviously, there's more I want to share on this topic, as I've had several discussions with senior leaders and executives of how they should approach and understand this evolving outlook on the way teams and organizations will work in the near future. And if this is something you'd like to hear more about and have me share with your team, I'd like to invite you to reach out to connect with me so we can discuss this further. Just go to my website at tavernasir.com and fill out the contact form. And you can get some more ideas about the topics I discuss through my speaking work by visiting the speaking page on my website. And if you haven't already, it would be greatly appreciated if you could do me the favor of just taking a moment here to rate my podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Tavernasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe.